Good day, y'all. Welcome to On the Porch Podcast. I am your host, Montel Laurie. And joining me today as a guest co-host, I have Gary. He is a business owner of Crown Photography, retired vet, husband, amazing father, and a mentor. You can follow him at crowned underscore photography underscore on Instagram. And if you would like to join me and be a guest co-host, you can reach out to me on Instagram at on the porch underscore podcast or by voicemail or text message at 904-505-0850. Hi, Gary. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. How are you? Everything's amazing. Looking forward to having this conversation. Oh, thank you. So the reason that I invited you to join me today is to actually to discuss marriages in the black community because I was actually looking at some statistics on the census and it was just overwhelming the difference of how black couples are actually getting married compared to our other counterparts and based on the census for all groups the percentage of never married men in 1970 was 28.1 percent compared to 22.1 of women by 2020, the figures rose to 35.8 and 30% and 30 respectively. However, in 1970, 35.6 of the black men and 27.7 of the black women were never married. But by 2000, the percentages had jumped to 51.4% for black men and 47.5 for black women. And with those statistics, it just led me to the question of, has marriage been ruined for the black family? And I would love to just know your take on that. Definitely an interesting question. Um, because as you think about it, that means that now we have, we get married at a lower rate and get a divorce at a higher rate, which is absolutely insane. So um, some of the things that we, I would think that we have to look at is just looking at the upbringing uh, and how we were raised and what made us different as far as what made us want to make those decisions. Oh, most definitely. I agree with you about the upbringings because I know for me growing up, I didn't see a lot of black marriages. Um, it was generally one family household. As far as parents, you had the mother that was the head of the house. A lot of fathers were not present. And I do understand like, you know, a lot of things played a part in that, but it's like, we've come so far but the numbers are going the opposite way instead of joining families together and having these families join and be cohesive. So it's still a lot of single mothers and single fathers raising these kids. And I think me personally, I do feel like it impacts the whole dynamic of people getting married because a lot of times we do what we see. Hey, and I definitely agree with that because I, I definitely can attest to the um, not seeing married couples cause even just growing up, I don't think I can recall one family um, in my own family that was married throughout that entire time while I was while I was being raised as a kid. It wasn't just a lot of families just married. I had a lot of aunties, but not a lot of uncles. So <laughs> now that I think about it, shoot, I don't think I can name one successful marriage that was directly connected to me growing up mm, that's crazy so I mean I've been married before but I also got a divorce and like you said the divorce rates are higher for us and I know as a black woman it seems like the older you get the more money you make the more educated you get 
the less likely we are to end up married. Unlike the black men, the more successful you guys get. Yeah, it seems like most, uh, a lot of black men end up going to other sides. It's not as they're joining the black families, they go to other races at that point, the more successful they get. And it's just weird to me of why they're not joining each other to make a stronger community for their kids. Um, because I think with that part of it, I think it's more of we'll just sit out and we're taught a different way. Like if um, for the black man, it was always nice to have that trophy wife and that trophy wife always ended up being with one of the whites. So when it's with one of those, it's a little different because it was like, okay, that's the trophy. That's, that's how you win. That's how you make yourself look successful. And Unfortunately, we like to look for success to look successful, not necessarily be successful, but to look. And then for for black women, it's definitely the opposite, you know, and they hate to see us with the white women. But on the other side of it, a lot of times they run to the white man and they go get their white savior. Oh, not the white savior. <laughs> I think it's more so the black men be stepping over. But I feel like lately it has been a lot more black women going over to other races and other sides because heck if our black men don't want us we got to do what we got to do at some point and, and just look at look at even with social media if we say if if i posted a picture of me with a white woman i said black love what would your what would your response be oh that's uh-huh. what we gonna yeah, do. Say nothing. Don't <laughs> that's say what we gonna do. <laughs> but in reality, but if it's posted the other way, and a black woman posts a white man with her and says "black love," ain't ain't it beautiful? You go, girl. You got this. You do your thing. Da da da. Whatever. But in reality, is that really black love? You know, um, love is love. So I definitely want you to love whoever you want to love. But at the same time, don't hold me back because of who I decide to love. But you know me, I got a beautiful black wife, so I'm, I'm happy. Well, lucky you, because when we look at these statistics in 2021, black men, 85% of black men, it's like they're married to 85% black women. So they say, that's what they say. But mm-hmm. if we look at social media, like you said, social media leads us to believe no, go the other route. Black women, 93% of our husbands are black husbands. But the problem is our rate of marriage is so low that it's like, yeah, 93%, but it ain't that many of us that are actually getting married. And heck, it definitely ain't that many of us that are staying married. And I think that comes from upbringing again, like you said, because we didn't get to see successful marriage. So it's like we're navigating new waters. We never seen it, yet we're getting into these things and we don't know what the heck to do. We don't know how to talk to our husbands sometimes or how to appreciate each other as a whole. And I think a lot of men, I don't know, with the Kevin Samuels of today, the men feel like they're the prize, which pushes back. Which we we all are prizes. So that's that's the problem. Because of, like what you said, um, we don't know how to appreciate each other. So if you're a prize, Am I not a prize? Do I not deserve to be treated as a prize? That's a tough question. <laughs> That's a sticky question because me and a guy recently had this conversation and he just, and I understood him, but at the same time I didn't because I'm like, 
I was always raised to believe it's a man's job to have the hunt and to have the chase. So to sit mm-hmm. there and be like, you the prize. And I'm like, wait a minute. When this change? Like, when women start to have to court men, why do I have to court oh, no. a man? Oh, no. I'm not saying court me, but I'm saying love me. So a lot of times we'll look at something and um, it's said that woman was put there to be my helpmate. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, and then you look at the uh, biblically, they say for men to love your woman like you, like God loved the church or like Jesus loved the church. <clears throat> but the church didn't always love Jesus back. So um, does that mean that I got to not be loved sometimes? Ooh, Do I got to not feel loved? I'm not saying court me, but definitely don't make me feel like I'm not loved. Okay. And men say, show them love, show them appreciation, show them this. <clears throat> and they say our counterparts for our black women, they say that other races do show that and do appreciate and do show it. But it's like, dang, how do we do that? Because the black woman has had to be so strong for so many things for so long. It's like, well... We used to being strong. Yeah, we love you. We cook for you. We cleaned your clothes. Like, that ain't enough, but it's really not. It's like, what what does love look like from a man's perspective of a woman showing them that? What does it look like? Yeah, that's that's tough because um, we are always talk, we're always talking about these love languages. But as we talk about the love languages, are you really, really willing to be that comfortable to give those love languages? We all can receive it, but you're willing to talk in a different language that you're not used to talking into. And that's what it that's what it comes down to because if I like to be touched and you like, yo, I'm just not this person, but you like gifts, and I'm like, yo, I'm just not that person. <laughs> it ain't gonna work. <laughs> Somebody gonna have to be that person. And normally it's the man who actually concedes a lot of times. And I guess that's why a lot of y'all feel like y'all aren't being loved. But with the five love languages, that's hard. Because if if I am a person that, we could just say words of affirmation. If that is my love language, that is my primary love language, I need that, I desire that. And then I have a guy who his love language is act of service. Well, if he's always using acts of service, and never telling me verbally what I need to hear. And I'm telling him, hey, this is what I need from you. And it's like, well, this is how I know how to show it. Where is the happy medium? Hey, that's that's a conversation that gotta be had because it's one of those things that we'll go through and we could, we'll go through life never having, never being fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? And we'll just keep going out there and pouring out of that cup. And it's hard to pour out an empty cup, but you just keep refilling it little by little and every little bit that you get, you give. So you got to just think about it and you got to be intentional about that. It's not something that you get to say, I don't want to do that because I'm not comfortable doing that. Well, if you told me you're comfortable loving me, you got to be comfortable to say, hey, I'm going to do what's uncomfortable. Mm, the uncomfortable. <clears throat> being uncomfortable with the uncomfortable or being comfortable with the comfortable. Either way, it's crazy because it's like, 
And I feel like that's a lot of reasons a lot of divorces do happen within the black community or even black women not being married. Because I know for me and even people that I hang around and people I hear talking and speaking on it, a lot of women are like, either take me like I am or don't take me. Like, <laughs> this is what you get and you wanted it when you wanted it, but now you got it and it's like, you can't handle what you have or appreciate what you have. Alright, so let's flip that. If I tell you take my bullshit for what it is, you just gonna accept it. But a lot of us women do. We take a lot more than men take. You think? Men go a lot without without saying nothing. So that's still another issue. Like, why is it that y'all feel like y'all can't speak up? It's like at some point. We, as a people, have to get better with expressing ourselves, getting more emotionally in tune, giving a darn about what we say, how we say it, how it lands. Um, but it's like a battle of the sex right now. I well, feel like it's a well, war. Well, no, because our favorite thing right now is um, we in that I'm protecting my peace generation right now. Or that protecting our peace of the world right now. And in order for you to protect your peace, you saying, that's who I am, and that's how, how I'm gonna be, and you just accept it. No thing. If you protecting your peace, why you gotta give me hell? <laughs> <laughs> why I gotta be at war? Cause you at peace. Can we both be at peace? Well, God dang. <laughs> I don't feel like we be giving y'all no hell. I feel like that's, we just be more clarity. That's, that's why I said, why I gotta be at war? If you at peace, because you tell me you gonna protect your peace, but not gonna provide me peace. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can go with it. I can stick with it. But I get what you're saying. However, so your peace is like Russia and I'm Ukraine. I just want to be happy. But men say that y'all say, "Oh, I just want to be happy," and y'all are be in a relationship or. Y'all will be in a relationship where the woman feels everything good. You ain't saying you got no issue with nothing. You just going around taking what I'm giving. But then you will step out. Not personally as far as you, but black men a lot of times. I see a lot of unfaithful black men. A lot of unfaithful black men. Well, well, think back to your, to your original statement. Hey, this is who I am. And you accept it or you don't. Well, cool. I like 95% of it, and I want to accept that 95%. But this other 5%, it gives me peace. So y'all will step out for the 5% when you got 95% of the Absolutely. Puzzle? Absolutely, because you told me you're not willing to change. You're not willing, you're not willing to provide me peace. You would rather me be at war. And if I'm at war in my head, I don't even know that I'm loved. That 5% is the difference between me being loved and me not being loved. Hmm. Never thought about it like that. There's a different perspective to look at it. I've always felt like, hell, you got the 95 or you got the 80. Why not stick with your 80 and be content with your 80? Because women do it. Like a man can cheat on her. She going to stick by him. She going to stick beside him. Have a baby on her. She going to stick beside him. 
but a man a woman can do in my opinion the slightest thing and they be like oh no nah, baby i can't handle that i ain't taking it i am the man i'm the king of this castle and it's like wait a minute or y'all would leave a black woman that y'all been with for 10 15 years y'all would turn around and marry someone of an opposite race six months down the line i can't speak to that because i've been married for 18 years so i can't speak on that <laughs> But what I can speak on is if we sit there and we're we're quick to say what we what we don't deal with or what that man is going through, nobody knows what a man is going through because a lot of times a man doesn't say. And a man is not at liberty to say because a lot of times it's unacceptable because we're taught from our mothers, which that kind of goes into this conversation when you say, hey, well, why was the why was black marriages ruined? because the standard was put out there in an unreal way by mothers. Because when I say that, and it's not, a, it's not a negative thing, but we were taught as black men, your woman is your queen. You give her everything she wants. Mm -hmm. You try to make her happy as possible. You need to be a protector, a provider. Don't be weak, don't cry. Be strong. I don't think so. You, the mother. I don't have sons. I have daughters. So I for me, told, I was never told be be vulnerable with your wife. Never. Never told that. So then we need to go back to looking at how we're raising our sons because I feel a lot of the mothers and the sons that I've the guys I've encountered the mothers raised them to feel like the wife needs to come in and be another parental figure. It's like taking care of a grown <clears throat> man. Mm -mm. Don't, don't take care of me. Love me. And it goes back to what, what are you taught? What, are, what is a woman taught? Because a woman is taught a lot of time to, and this is just my opinion, <laughs> take all and give nothing. Wait Plan a minute. may not be there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We ain't taught to no take all. We taught to stick beside, go through the process, as long as he come home. We taught to take a lot from men as women. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're absolutely right. Take a lot. Because a lot of times it's playing to, for your next step. What's your next play? I don't have no next play. I can I can get jiggy with that, I, cause I ain't gonna lie. I went and talked to like all this new stuff. People like they go half with guys, and you know because men shouldn't have it all on their back. And I ain't proposing to no man. It is not gonna ever happen. Never ever 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 just to have a marriage. And I'm not taking care of a man unless we was together and something happened, and he's no longer in a in a situation where he can provide. But we are taught men are supposed to be the providers and protectors. And I feel like a man mm -hmm. is supposed to be a provider and a protector. But I don't know. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to rethink some of the provide for type stuff. Because this economy, you need both incomes. You need everybody. You do. You do. But how it's taught is, hey, you go out there and go get it. And make sure the family have it. And never ask. If she got it. 
So the only time I know if you got my back is when I really need you to have my back. That's the only time I ever know because it'll be, I'm unemployed. Um, we're going through something huge that requires both of us. <clears throat> so you feel like that's how we were raised? Or do you feel like as a man, sometimes y'all put those on, y'all put burdens on yourself because why not ask? So why not have the conversation? No, I was raised that way. I was way, I was raised that way that you should be taking care of your spouse. You should be taking care of your wife. Because when we say that provide that provider statement is a huge thing. Because when you go into a business and I told you we're going to be business partners, but I need you to be the provider for the business. All I'm going to have is ideas. <laughs> when you doing it? <laughs> so it's no longer a partnership. I mean, everybody provides something we may not be able to provide equally but that's why I'm now able to be in a position where it's like okay if I got married again I would not put that much of a burden on my significant other where because I never once thought well what if he ain't got it never really once thought so deep into it even though I did a lot in my marriage but as far as overall the bigger picture the grand scheme of things the day to day he had it I just figured he had it. It got done. He made it happen. And that's a lot of times what what we'll deal with. Um, it had, and I think it really hit me a couple of weeks ago. Me and my son was having a conversation, and we had went out, and I think we bought everybody's shoes or something like that. It was something silly. And then my son said, "Well, what about me?" I was like, "I'm really not worried about me. I really don't want anything. I don't need anything or something like that." And he was like, well, Dad, you should be happy, too. Oh, my God. And that kind of made different. You know, that, that hit a little different because it's like I was happy because I was able to. You know, because it's a lot of times that we may, it, that we, that were raised up that you may have not been able to. And I, I wasn't always able to. So it was like, okay, I am now. And now that I can, I want to. You know, so... But everybody had, everybody had got something. And then he just hit me. Hey, Dad, what about you? Well, Daddy don't want anything. I don't need, I don't need anything. I don't need to be, I don't need, I don't need to go find something for me. And he was just like, well, you should be happy too. Oh, that was, that, I mean, them babies have put a on us, honey. That make us rethink a whole bunch of stuff. Because parenthood, re, it made me rethink just a lot of things I was raised to believe kids don't have an opinion kids should be seen and not heard and now it's like I have those conversations with my kids not just about school and stuff but just about life period about you know once you're out the house once you're dating and how you should date and you should as far as with my girls I don't teach them don't go out no house with no money you need to always have your back and his too if he falls short but I wasn't taught like that. So, so that's that's funny because um, a lot of times we'll go if we go on a date, is no matter who asks, it's expected that that man is gonna pay a lot of the time. No, not if she asks. If she asks, it's her date. She pay. Well, you're you're right. If you if you ask me, you should you should be saying you're taking me on a date. Absolutely. Um, 
but um i was i was on something the other day and they were having a conversation and somebody had posted a screenshot of something that she was so upset so i had to read it because i'm like why are you so upset <laughs> like, i went on a date and um i think she called it fake um offering or something like that i can't remember what she said soft offering to pay for the bill or something and he allowed it and she was mad because the bill was 300 dollars for dinner she was upset she was like, he wasn't supposed to allow me to pay for it. Then why'd you offer? I own <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you offer because <laughs> you never don't want a man to talk. feel like don't, don't, don't come out here puffing up your chest and then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, you you weren't supposed to say yeah. You puffed your chest up. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been probably like, whoa, I probably should have shut the hell up and not asked that question if I wasn't really serious about paying the bill. But mm -hmm. if I invite you out, I'm going to pay for you. I'm yeah. treating you. You're not treating me if I extended the invitation. Now, if you extended the invitation, it ain't no Dutch and it ain't no I pay. You need to be footing the bill or leave me at home where I was at minding my business. Hey, I rock with that. You know, if you if you invite, you should be prepared to pay. Absolutely. However, you know, that's just not the that's not the norm and that's not the thought. So just seeing that it was kind of one of those things that was funny to me, but it's like, dang, he got him. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I wouldn't want that to happen to my daughter. <laughs> but it's I don't also think it's gonna be another date I'm not gonna be raising my daughter to say, hey, don't be going out there fake asking somebody. <laughs> Saying you want to do this and then don't really want to, don't want to do it. <laughs> what did she say? Who invited who? Or she just. I don't think, I can't remember that part. I don't think she, I think it was just a mutual meetup or something. I don't know exactly what it was, but it's just like, why'd you offer if you did? You know, cause if you offer, it's a 50% chance that they're going to That yes could happen because it's a yes or no question. <laughs> but most men, most men, when you offer to pay, or you try to take the check, they're gonna be like, I got it, I got you. Even if you invite them, most men mm -hmm. are going to offer to pay the check. Now, back in the day when people still carried cash, I did always pay the tip. I don't carry cash no more. I never carry cash. So most of the time I'll try to, I know it's petty, but I'm like, okay, he done paid for three, four days. Let me pay for this date. And that's probably petty. You counting how many dates he done paid for, but, I never want a person to feel like I only go out with them because they pay for dates. So, but we, we'll never know, you know? It's just one of those things that is, because that's how we were raised to, hey, if you're going out to dinner, you provide. That's food. Mm -hmm. I had to eat anyway, so I'm going to provide you the opportunity to eat as well. Absolutely. I agree. So, like, I don't have to go to Jamaica. So if we but go to you Jamaica, wanna go to Jamaica and I'm coming to Jamaica with you, so you we might Jamaica, as well pay. You know, nah, ain't no might as well. You might as well pay your half when I pay my half. It's all inclusive when we get there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now if minute. we married, I got you. So if you are dating, and maybe that's why so many of us women ain't making it to marriage. So if we dating, you feel if we plan a trip, I should pay my no, not, 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 no. <laughs> so it depends on how the trip was bought up because a lot of times, because we want to make sure we keep expectations away, right? Mm -hmm. 
And if I go out here and I spend five thousand dollars on the nice room in in Jamaica, you know what I'm saying? I spend another thousand dollars on our flights to get to Jamaica. I spend the transfer money. Yeah, it was like I want nothing. I mean, but I we ain't prostitutes, so we ain't gotta do nothing once we get there. We have and that's what I say. That way we have no expectations. So you pay your hand fucking money. There's no expectation. The only thing we expect to do is have fun, and I'll feed I'll feed you while we're while we're out there, off the property. So not not that inclusive stuff. Not the only inclusive stuff. Off the property. I haven't ran up on that um, when I've. You know what? I'm lying. I was dating this really sweet. Guy, when I tell you check boxes, good guy, but he invited me. I can't say you invited me on a trip, you reached out to me about going on a trip. But then, when you presented everything with the trip, he was like, Well, you know, you'll pay, you could pay for your flight and part of the hotel, I think, or the transfer. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, you invited me. I wasn't planning on going on this trip. No, I just bought it up. I just let you know that it was a trip happening. And all rooms are double occupancy. So if I can get a roommate, it's cool. So that's what I really let you know. I don't even care if you go. Now, we stopped so, talking. Because I was like, I'm not, I'm so not. It would be different for me if we weren't just dating. If we're engaged, I expect. I really have high expectations for us that we're going to be married. So, of course, I'm paying for everything. We casually dating. We ain't just casually taking trips. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means you're dating somebody else and they take you on trips too. That's a good point. You see how you automatically, when you said, okay, but the dating culture different. Because I had someone, I had a couple of people don't tell me. If I'm dating you, you're only dating me. And I'm like, well, we only been on two dates. You want me to just flat out cut off everything immediately for you? And maybe that's selfish or maybe that's a crazy way to think. But I'm like, let's take the time to get to know each other before we determine if we just want to exclusively deal with each other. Maybe he thought it was hard to get to know you if you getting to know other people all at the same time because you might have got us confused and been mad at somebody else. And now you showing your anger at somebody else with me. And I don't want to be shared like that because I share all things with that person. That means that I share every emotion that you're going to go through with that person. When you don't feel like dealing with them, you ain't going to feel like dealing with me either because you're in a bad mood because they something that they did. So you're just not in a place to be dealt with. So why should I have to why should I have to deal with they BS because I'm sharing the dates? But a lot of times men will have women cut off everything and in the background they still talking and doing whatever they want to do. So I guess we're supposed to have this blind faith in people to believe that, okay, they're just dating me if they say we're dating. Or people I dated somebody I considered us dating. He said we were in a relationship. I'm like, well, we never had a conversation about a relationship, so I'm not sure of how we went from going out doing things to you saying we're committed. It wasn't no conversation. Hey, see, that's another part. We don't even know we're in a relationship. Hell, I I had somebody 
was marrying me, and I didn't even know. I'm gonna let them know that I was getting married. And I'm like, oh crap. Oh, how you marry somebody and don't know you getting married? How you on the verge of getting married? You ain't proposed? No. Oh, she just put in her mind y'all was together. This we were together. Hey, I ain't mad at a girl. Shoot your shot. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta secure a man. Gotta secure the man. But at that time, I'm sitting there thinking like, dang, how am I gonna get out of this? So every day was a, how was I gonna get out of this? So it just so happened that I had to move across the country. <laughs> so it worked out for me. What they say, won't he do, won't he won't do he it? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, was in a whole marriage and didn't even know. So it's like, it's crazy because we weren't taught how to date. I've never seen my mother date. Like, I ain't seen my mama date. I ain't seen all of that. So we weren't taught how to date. I wasn't taught how to be married. I wasn't taught how to be a wife. I know how to be a mother. I know how to be a provider for my house. I know how to be strong. I know how to be the foundation. But I do not know how to pull back. And a lot of guys be like, you're very alpha or you give masculine energy. But I'm like, well, I don't know how to turn it off. Right. And that, and that's a tough thing to do because it it goes back to that to how you're raised and all those different things of saying, okay, this is what I saw and you probably had a lot of strong women because like you said, wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of uncles around. So it's a lot of strong women around you because you, they have to be strong for their families. So that's what you know. Absolutely. But you don't get to see them be genuine with somebody of the opposite sex because it's not what they're doing you know um they're not they're not married they're not so you don't get to see how that interaction goes so um for me one of the biggest things for me was um seeing my wife's family and on her grandparents they've been married for i think um because i'm at i'm at 18 so they have, a, I would want to say that they have to be somewhere around almost 60 years God now. Damn. That's a lot of years to be that's married. That's a lot you know? of years to be with one person. So, <laughs> Jesus. You know, that's a, that's a lot of years, but seeing that it could be successful was something major for me. You know, um, so it was one of those things that it was not a thing that I want to fail at, but it's also, you don't know how to not fail because of you don't get to see the success of it all. And when we say that did the black community hurt, yeah, we did. Because a lot of times we're willing to accept just anything nowadays. So we're high on the um, side chick world right now. We Everybody love to be a side chick right now. They glorify that. Praise as hell to me. Insane to me. Like, hey, you just good just being side chick. Like, cool. And but I can't like, say... Yo, I understand their perspective inside cheeks somewhat too because it's like okay at the end of the day I ain't got to deal with the extra BS from him I see him primarily when I want to I get all the goodness of him all the happy sides of him I don't get the stresses I don't get the anger I don't get the anxiety I don't get any of that I get the fun stuff I get all the great stuff but it comes a point where what if this man end up leaving his wife talking about he want to be with me I know for me, if I was the mess with a married man, I ain't messing with you if you leave your wife. I don't trust you. You are a cheater. And in reality, most men don't want to be with the side chick after afterwards. Mm -hmm. So, 
But the reality is that when you look at it, it, that's a transactional relationship. Absolutely. So most men will tell you, nah, I don't pay for it. But when you have a side chick, you're 100% paying for it. But the thing is, you know the price. Every man pay for it. I don't care what no man say. Every man pay for it, whether directly or indirectly. Every man is paying for it. But I just, I don't know. I, I wish I could. I know I'm going to get married again. Is it going to be a black man? That's to be determined. But I will. I love love. I love marriage. I think marriage is amazing with the right two people. But I do know the higher earnings I have gotten and the more educated and a lot of black men, they just, I don't, I ain't going to say intimidated, but they talk down on it. They be like, mm, you make more than me. What you think you better than me? Well, how much, how, what you even think I make? Cause I don't even tell y'all what I make like that. So you assuming what I make. Mm-hmm. And, but that, that goes back to the provider thing, because you were also taught as a man, you need to be the breadwinner. So if I'm going to be the breadwinner, I got to make more. I don't care if she make more than me. I hope one day she tell me to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> but I have not been that great yet. You know, um, never once has she said, hey, you ever thought about being a stay-at-home dad? I don't think no woman going to say that. Everything I, that I, needs to eat needs to work. Everybody needs to work. Those are things that we'll talk. Hey, a man that don't eat, a man that don't work, don't, don't eat, eat, right? Mm-hmm. But dang. Um, so y'all were taught that you were taught, um, there's no romance without finance. Ooh, I damn so, sure was taught that. So now speaking on that, because both of those things require me, it has something to do with my pockets. So if I came to you directly and said, Hey, I just want to know how much, how much for that snack. I'm going to cuss you out. Why? Because, because that is because based off of, I'm not a prostitute. But based off of how we're being how we're being taught, that's essentially what we're being taught. Because you're saying that I got it. So as a man, I'm being taught got to be the breadwinner, mm-hmm. and I'm also hearing uh, a man that don't work, don't eat. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, romance without finance. Absolutely. We'll cut we'll cut your man off saying, "Oh, you ain't gonna get this because you're mad." Okay, I'm just not gonna pay these bills. We ain't gonna have no lights. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we don't get to do that. We, we don't get. We don't get. To, we don't get to do that. You know, I don't get to say. You know what? I'm gonna. Just, I'm gonna just cut you off. Off what? That impacts me. Sure I like lights. I like internet. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I, so that's the thing that we need to be mindful about when we're saying that. Oh, I'm gonna cut this person off, or I'm protecting my peace. Protecting your peace from whom? Because you're giving me war. And when you give me war, if I'm at war, what peace? Well, How are we going to have peace gets, if you want me to be at war? It gets to be a selfish thing because it's a lot of people, as long as they're at peace, they don't care about their kind of parts peace. I want everybody to be at peace. If we ain't at peace together, we can't be together. I'm not arguing. But a lot of people like that fighting and licking. Fight and screw. They like that toxic crap. I ain't no. one of them, but a lot of people and like I don't that. Want that. It's, hey, why can't we both be happy? You know, because if you're telling me you're going to protect your peace, are you not protecting me as well? I mean, your spouse or your significant other should be 
a puzzle piece of your piece. They should bring peace in and you should reciprocate the peace. But the thing is, we as women, especially of us that was raised in single family household, we do not know how to present and what to do other than servitude for a man to intensify or even help bring him that peace and that happiness. Because even when we try to be there, it's like, well, let's talk about it. And I know I'm personally not guilty of it, but I hear, I've heard and been around it. Well, a woman will tell a man, oh, be sensitive, be this, you can tell me anything. And then they use that as a bargaining chip. And when they when they fight, they fight. And I'm like, did you really just call him a B? Like, mm-hmm. that's what we doing today? Mm-hmm. And that's what we can't say. That's why we can't say what's on our mind. Um, so that's just all of that's part of that. You I know? mean, you've been successful. You said 18 years, mm-hmm. 20, about 20, about two decades. So, and, and, and all that still goes back. And I still hear some of the, the cliche statements that I mean, and I still wonder about them. Like, why are you telling me that? Um, so it's like, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to start it and you finish it, all right? Mm-hmm. Happy wife. Happy life. Why am I, why am I happy <laughs> Why can I not be happy? I can't have peace and I can't be happy. So I'm an angry at war cat. <laughs> I fought for the country. Why I need to fight for you? Um, that's a tough one. And I, I guess as women, you. we don't look at it like that. But we will continuously say it and continuously believe it. And it's been something that we've been bought, that's been passed on to the black community for years and years and years. I think that a lot of the things, a lot of the trauma that we have, it goes back so far because we're so used to the separation thing because they snatched us from our families anyway. Correct. And time, if they want to break you, you separate them from their family. That's the quickest way to break a man. Oh, wow. Quickest way to break a man. And it is. Cause... So... It dates back all the way. It goes back to slavery. And then after slavery, when we became free, it's like, okay, yeah, y'all can get this welfare, but the man can't be in the house if y'all want this welfare. So there was a separation there. So I don't know. It's like decades and decades and decades of trauma that it's like we're trying to now fix it. But all we could do is implement it in our kids and we try so much to change and be better people within ourselves but in our healing process some of our account a lot of our counterparts aren't they're not doing the same work so and so and, and that's a good point so you said we want to we want to instill into our kids how do you instill them into your kids if they don't get to see it because they still don't get to see it because if you if you walk around and your spouse, your husband is always trying to make you happy, do your kids get to see you trying to make him happy? Well, I need you to give us some pointers for the women out here, for us single women that's trying to get a man, honey. Well, get, keep, and marry. For them, <laughs> when y'all, I need from a man's perspective, what does that look like? What does it look like? Y'all can never give the answer of, okay, y'all want us to do this. And then y'all will be like, well, I can't tell you how. And I'm like, but that sounds crazy. You so, can't tell yeah. me. I don't have examples, but you want me to I can, do something I, can I don't know. 
I can help you with that. If I loved you the way that you love that that you love me, would you still love me? I'm gonna think on that one, y'all. If I treated you how you treat me, would you still be with me? Yes, because I'm a kid. And that means you're doing something right. So hopefully you're doing something right. But hopefully you ain't toxic and just like being toxic. Absolutely. You know, because... I just have the wrong guys that be wanting to end up settling down. I'll be like, wait a minute. What? I don't know what I put out here for you to think I liked you like that. No, 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 no. I get the arrogant guys and the guys who are buttholes. And I'll be like... So where where are you spending your time and how are you allowing them to date you in the first place? Because I should never have a thought that I could settle down with you if I couldn't go on a date with you. I'm a friendly person. Um... So me, I, I was very persistent. Me and my wife, she was like, eh, you know, I ain't really ain't nothing for nobody to date, you know. All right, then, cool. Let's be friends. But see, once you go on a friend box for me, you don't come back out. I don't let people come out that friend box. Uh-uh. See, I, I'm, I'm different because I'm going a, I'm to a treat you how you know, know you need to be treated. I'm going to love you how I know you need to be loved. And I'm still not going to let you come out that friend box because that, certain things I share with you as my friend. And that's and that's probably how I end up with certain people that is, try because I... I'm like, this is my friend. We cool. We hang. We chat. We travel. We do things together. But when they hit me with that, what you think about us? And I'm like, nothing, because I never thought about you like that. So it's either one or two things going to happen for me. Because if I want to be with you, I'm going to show you that I want to be with you. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a question in your head that this is a friend date. There's not a question in your head when you're saying, man, he's just a great friend. Because most times, not all, but most times, most men are one night away from being in your bed. Oh. If you give me a minute and you say, hey, I'm your friend today, but let your man mess up tonight. You need, <laughs> hey. Hey, you know what Most of my male friends don't feel like no man will ever be good enough. And I'm like, y'all, it's a lot of great guys out here. Yeah, yeah, they don't think that, they don't think nobody's good enough because they're not them. Mm. That's an interesting perspective. Never nobody is that. ever gonna be good enough when they not me. Nobody's better than me. Why would you even choose that guy over me? Because and they're two different boxes. It's you're my friend. These are See, people but, that but romantically the, I am seeing or whatever. Um, but it's that, different. We want to put everybody in a box. And you don't even know what that box may hold. Mm. That box may hold your blessing. But you keep on putting everybody in that box. Put them in the box. And watch how they're going to date somebody else. You're going to be like, I could have loved them like that. But I'd be happy for my friends when they date and when they end up married or whatever. Yeah. I'd be happy you, for them. You're like, man, I want a relationship like that. 
That could be possibly true. Because there's been several that you say that you said in your head that you may not say it out loud and you may not say it to them. But we got friends that we like, I don't want no relationship like them. Oh, I got plenty of them. Friends that we like, I would. I, I done told some of them when they be like, girl, just, uh-uh, baby, I want a relationship, but not like the one you got, okay? That ain't what yeah. I want. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Healthy. But, you, but then you got a friend that that's a that was a male friend that you're like, man, I could have seen I could have loved him like that. Yeah, you could have. He tried to give you the chance, too. You just didn't want to see him. You ain't want to wear your glasses that day. <laughs> so you want, probably, to be, you want to be out there cute and not wear your glasses because you don't want nobody to know you wear glasses. But if you would have just wore your glasses, you would have saw what you had on the other side of that chrome. That's good stuff. That's a good nugget. But um, the guy, I mean, you gonna keep putting them in the box? You know, I'm gonna keep putting them in the box because we want to do it our way. We only want what we want. And you might. My wife right. told me I wasn't her type. Ooh, that type thing. That type thing hard, though. You know, what's, what's your type? You know? I, I just like good, wholesome people. It, but I don't want to know your type. I'm just saying. But a lot of times, that's the question that we don't want to know. Because if you're saying that your type is something superficial. But most guy, women, they type is something superficial. That's the guy that's going to treat you like crap. Because we quit to say, man, I want a guy that's 6'2". Six three. We gotta make this amount of money, and then you get that guy. You're like, man, that guy's like the biggest dog I ever met in my life. <laughs> I finally, I did. I can honestly say, because I was one of them sticklers about a man had to make this amount. I didn't care about nothing else. This amount, and my cousin's husband was like, well, but Montel, you meet some great guys or whatever. But they don't meet your qualification for income. Why does that matter when you're self-sufficient? And I'm like, but back to what I was taught, provider. And a provider means pay out. And I only probably changed my perspective on that maybe two, three years ago, where I'll date people who make less than me. Because my goal always, he needs to make either what I make or double, preferably double. But now I'm like, okay, as long as we six figures together, but then my sister brought me to reality. She was like, girl, that means he ain't got to really make nobody. I was like, you're right. <laughs> Let's not put no figure on it. Let's just start just dating and seeing where it goes. You just, you just never know what, what blessing you might be missing. Because that mother might make six figures today, but tomorrow morning you find out that he no longer makes that after you marry. Yeah. Because he could lose that job at any time. So you better find love. That's what I'm in. That's I'm what I desire put. at this point. But it's yeah. like, I want black love, not the Instagram black love. But, because I enjoy being married. My marriage yeah. overall, it had its pros, it had its cons. But marriage itself, I like the concept. I like the having your person to having that bond. But it's like, a, we, once you get there, is staying there with both sides not just your side his side but both sides and that's where i feel like a lot of the black families and black marriage has been ruined because even if we do get there it's staying there and getting your community of people around you with like minds and the same concept and and that's where it comes back to the question of 
oh, you ruined it because of the stereotypes that we had. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about shifting it? Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to, if I loved you, how you say you love me, would you still love me? Because I'm going to love you the way that I want to be loved. I'm going to give you your love language, but I also want love reciprocated. Absolutely. So I don't never want to have to question, wake up in the morning and say, dang, does anybody love me? That's deep. So I don't want to have to question if you love me. I need to know. So you would say our main we had to do the main closeout reason of why black marriages have been ruined with black families. Not just getting there, but staying there as well. You feel like it's the stereotypes that we've... I I 100% believe because we out here protecting our peace. (laughs) And there you have it. That's no stereotypes. Your piece, his war, or vice versa. (laughs) We need to get it together, people. Get it together. Do better. Well, I think we done did that topic, honey. And I appreciate your time. And and I'm a big person of protecting peace. But I want us both to be at peace. And that's the hard part. Because you may think you bringing peace and you wreaking havoc. Absolutely. And, And one thing about protecting peace, you can't protect peace without a war. So if you at peace, that means that I got to be strategically figuring out how I'm going to get me some peace next. So what would you say is a better way to look at it then? Instead of protecting your peace. It's going to be, let's let's protect our peace. Let's protect our home. Protect our home. Well, I think we have did that. And I appreciate your time today and discussing this with me today. That was a very great banter do you have anything else you'd like to say in closing can i get off the porch then you can get off the porch and just to close out the show i want to go ahead and just give a quote if i cannot do great things i can do great small things in a great way and that was by dr martin luther king and to junior until next time have a great day guys